we are a preferred SBA lender. Um, and so we focus mostly on FBA loans um, and hopefully make that process um, seamless for our customers. Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income, and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, pharmacy world. This is Dr. Lisa Faust with Diversify RX with another great episode uh, for you today. Now, I have a wonderful banking partner on, and you're probably thinking like, bank? Like, I don't want to learn about banks, but frankly, having a wonderful bank partner for independent pharmacy owners, I think is critical to your success. A lot of times, pharmacy needs money, whether it's to buy stuff, buy new locations, working capital, grow, take advantage of opportunities. There's a lot of reasons that you need a good banking partner. And I'm using that word actually very carefully because you could go to lots of banks and you can apply for lots of things, but those really aren't partners in your business. And I think pharmacy owners need to take advantage of banking partners more often than what I think our natural tendencies uh, lend us to do because a good banking partner can help your pharmacy thrive and be profitable, which of course is all what we are about here at Diversify RX. So I have Shwanda with me from First Financial Bank, and we're just going to be having a nice little discussion about just banking and pharmacy and all the different things that you might need. Um, Shwanda, Welcome to the call. Thank you for spending some time with me. Thank you for, you know, pouring into pharmacy owners as I know you, the entire team over at First Financial Bank does. Go ahead and just introduce yourself, introduce First Financial Bank because uh, people listening might not have heard of you guys or even know that you specialize in pharmacy. So just give us a little bit of background, please. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. Um, I'm excited to be here today. Um, I'm Dr. Swanda Flowers, and I am a pharmacist. So in addition to being um, a lender um, in the pharmacy space, um, I also owned a community pharmacy um, have invested, you know, my entire career into independent community pharmacy. And so it's very um, near and dear to my heart, um, you know, both from a practitioner standpoint and then also from a business and finance standpoint. So First Financial Bank, um, we are a community bank and, you know, we we really pride ourselves in focusing on independent ownership. So that may be in the pharmacy space, it may be in the veterinary space. Um, we also you know, do some other things as far as farm and ranch and, and um, some poultry loans. And so we do have a lot of different areas that we cover. Um, but one thing that we do that's a little bit different is that we have specialized lenders who focus in one area. And so we have lenders who focus in on the pharmacy space. That's all they do. Um, they don't lend for other businesses, um, but they really um, spend a lot of time being invested and involved in the industry, learning about you know, the challenges that are going in pharmacy, what owners need, how we can help them. Um, and it makes a huge difference in the experience that you have with First Financial Bank. We are a preferred SBA lender, um, and so we focus mostly on FBA loans um, and hopefully make that process um, seamless for our customers. 
Yeah, I've gone through the SBA loan process uh, many, many years ago, and it was arduous. There were many times <laughs> that I tell people I was in tears through the process because, um, you know, I went with obviously a different bank way back then. Um, and I didn't really feel like I had somebody like holding my hand through the process. I felt I felt like it was very principal office. It's like I only heard from them when I did something wrong or I didn't do something. And it was like, ah, so it's it is a very uh, process. They've they've made great improvements to that program. But you know, when you say you're a preferred SBA lender, um, I know what that means. I've been through the process, but I bet you there's a bunch of people listening that don't really know what that means. Can you just kind of go into that? And what is the benefits of working with the preferred SBA lender as opposed to just somebody else? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's a really great question because um, what we find is that you mentioned earlier, you know, that there are a lot of choices for banks and and we we are a community bank. And so, you know, I, I, I love it when we have customers who say, you know, I really want to support my community bank and I've been talking to them about a loan. However, if it's not someone that does SBA loans on a regular basis, it can be a really difficult process. Um, and there are a lot of regulations in place um, with SBA loans. Um, those are really meant to protect the borrower and, and to um, really encourage small business. And so sometimes it seems like we've got red tape and we've got some, you know, difficult things that we have to, you know, kind of hoops to jump through. But at the end of the day, they really are wonderful things in place to help small business owners grow, expand or, you know, jump into ownership for the first time. A preferred lender, what that means is that we do our own in-house SBA underwriting. So we don't have to send the loans to the SBA for underwriting. Our underwriters can do that in-house, which means the process is much faster. Um, we have that expert in place so that we can be communicating them uh, with them on a daily basis. We don't have to wait for a response, you know, potentially from the SBA when you know they have tons of, of people emailing and calling them. And so it makes the process smoother, a lot faster, um, and really just the experience of doing it every day allows us to understand, you know, what deals will work with the SBA and what won't. Um, you might spend several months with another bank to come to find out that it, you know, it, it won't work and that the deal won't work that way. So what kind of needs can pharmacies come to you for? Because there's lots of lots of needs I kind of alluded to in the beginning that a pharmacy owner might need money. You know, there's lots of reasons they might need money. Um, but what what are those reasons? Like, how do you interact with pharmacy owners? What what kind of solutions are you offering for their money needs? Because I, there, I don't, I wouldn't say there's one magic bank that just takes care of everything. You know, usually there's specialties and niches and things that you um, are preferring to lend for. So what are those types of things? Yeah, so um, we really offer a lot of different products for pharmacists and for independent pharmacies. Um, and so one of those, you know, would be that we even start um, at the point where they're still in school. So student pharmacists. So we provide a lot of education about what does this look like to be an owner? So whether they're a pharmacy student, whether they're a young pharmacist who they're thinking about ownership, there's a lot of and support there to figure out how do we write a business plan? Um, what's the difference between a startup or acquiring a practice? Um, and so we do startup loans. Um, we also do acquisitions. So, you know, if you've been working at a pharmacy for many years and that pharmacist is ready to retire or you want to go back to your hometown or you have found the perfect location for your family with a pharmacy and you'd like to acquire that business, we do those acquisition loans. We also do expansions. So, 
we have lots of pharmacists who now, you know, we, you know, they're established in one location. They would like to buy or an, buy another location, either same town, next town over, whatever that might be. Potentially build a new building. Um, maybe they want to get into compounding or specialty. Um, so we can provide expansion loans for those pharmacists wanting to grow and build their business. Um, and we also do construction. So um, if you've got a pharmacy, you would like to buy some real estate and build a space. We can also do the construction loan as well. Um, you know, another, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Lisa. No, I was going to say that's, that's a great, great variety because, um, you know, many owners I've, I've actually talked to a weird increased amount. Like it, it always seems to comes in ebbs and flows of people who are wanting to buy their first pharmacy and they're either, you know, they're, I usually talk to them in the differences between acquiring and a startup, because that's usually the first, uh, decision in that decision tree of pharmacy ownership of what you're going to do. And, um, it seems like there's just a ton out there that are now wanting to get into pharmacy, but. Yeah, I think you're right because, you know, I mean, and you remember, I mean, I, I think when we had a pharmacy school, um, you have a lot of great ideas about how you want to practice and, you know, how you want to take care of your patients. And, you know, I mean, you spent a lot of um, time, energy, you know, blood, sweat and tears, you know, into getting our degree. And so thinking about a startup, I think is is very tempting to a lot of young pharmacists because you can build it the way you want it. You you don't might not want to work in a corporate environment where, you know, a chain environment where it's, you know, it's just not the same. You know, you're not able to, you know, sort of have the freedom to practice the way um, you, you wanted to or you envisioned it. And so startups are really, um, I think, I, I do think that most pharmacists think about a startup first. What I often do is encourage them to step back and be sure that there is not a pharmacy in the area that's just right, you know, for an acquisition. And often, you know, right now what we know based on statistics is that the average age of pharmacy owners is over 62. Mm. So, I mean, if that's the average age of pharmacy owners um, across the country, there are lots of them who are going to be ready to retire. And that puts young pharmacists who are interested in ownership in a really good position um, to find stores, you know, in areas that they're interested in, um, in order to take over and grow and, and make it their own, even if they don't start, if it's not a startup. Yeah, my very first pharmacy was a startup pharmacy. And when people ask me about it, my my best answer is if if I would have known how hard it was going to be and the mountain I would have climbed beforehand, I might not have decided to go that route. I'm very happy that I went that route now, but almost sometimes being a little naive can be a blessing because you just focused on what do I need to do today? And then you do that today. And then tomorrow you focus on what I need to do today and you just take it one day at a time. But if I would have known the entire journey, because it's very, very tiny little steps. Nothing is nothing is actually very hard, but when you put a thousand little tiny steps together, it becomes hard. And so um, I think you're right in that sometimes it is easier to acquire. And then sometimes you do find that perfect desert of a pharmacy where opening a startup can be um, the best thing, which is what I did in, in my first pharmacy. So we are talking about borrowing money. And of course, one of the biggest chattering happening in our world today, I don't think you can turn on uh, the news without hearing about it is interest rates. So we're talking about uh, borrowing money. And of course, if interest rates go up, uh, that can make borrowing money harder or harder to qualify or make payments higher. How has the current interest rate 
you know, world that we're in where interest rates are increasing, inflationary pressures are there. How has that impacted these SBA loans and SBA programs um, with their interest rates or the, the availability of money even? Yeah, it's a great question. We are, we are hearing a lot about it. And I think that um, I would probably be worried about a potential customer if they didn't <laughs> talk to me about interest rates and their concerns around inflation and interest rates, because obviously it's probably going to impact, you know, many areas of our lives, not just specifically a loan that we're applying for. Um, for us, the availability of money is still there. Um, but what we look at from a business loan perspective, and I think that that's something worth pointing out because you know, it's not the same as going to get a home loan or getting a car and you say, okay, well, how much are you making each year? You know, what is your salary? You know, how much can we lend you based on that? Business loans are based on cash flow. So whether that's cash flow of the existing business or cash flow projections of a startup, that's how we determine how much, you know, along with other factors. I mean, you need to look attractive to a bank, you know, from a personal financial standpoint as well. But but really that's what we're looking at. And so the the difference that it, that interest rates make in that equation is that obviously one of the main, you know, concerns that we're looking at is can the cash flow that the business provides service the debt? And as interest rates go up, that debt obviously goes up and what you owe the bank each month and and each year is more. And so we have to be sure the cash flow of the business can cover the debt at a higher interest rate. So that's the biggest difference that from a business loan perspective that we're looking at. You know, obviously, um, you know, as a as a customer, you do want to think about am I getting the right rate? Is this the best time for me? Do I have the cash reserves that I might need? Um, but as a partner and and I think that was an important point you made earlier, you know, if you're talking with a lender and they're not talking with you about those projections and what if interest go up again and what does this look like, walking you through the cash flow to help you understand what that really means and looks like, you might need to find another partner because really that's our job. That's what we should be doing. We should help that customer every you know step of the way really understand, okay, when we say that we're looking at cash flow and can you service your debt, what does that mean? And how are we calculating that? And let me walk you through you know what that looks like. Um, that's what it means to be a partner. And so um, I do think that people are pausing right now and watching interest rates However, you know, at the end of the day, if it is a good business opportunity and it's the right time and it's the right opportunity in the right place, you you really you need to continue to move forward and not let, you know, the interest rate necessarily make that decision for you. There are a lot of factors to consider outside of just the interest rates. No, I think that's a very important point. And that's that's what we're doing now. I mean, I just we just closed on one pharmacy this summer and maybe looking to close on a few more by the end of the year. And it's all about the deal. You know, it's, it, it has to be the right business, the right location, the right amount. And all of those factors are just as important, like you said, as the interest rate. And we all know, you know, debt can be 
refinanced and, and things like that in the future so that you're not necessarily stuck with it. And frankly, we're still fairly low. We've been spoiled the, the last many years with like ultra, ultra low interest rates. And, you know, if you remember back into the, you know, the eighties and early nineties, like we're actually at pretty good interest rates yeah. now, it's just higher than it, than it has been. So it's really not terrible business. Business has continued to be able to happen um, even in the past at those other interest rates. So, you know, we've talked about getting a, a partner. So if, if somebody's listening to this and they are maybe thinking about expanding, maybe they are that student. Um, I do a lot of talking at several universities um, for that last year of people that are interested in pharmacy ownership. So we do have a lot of students that are listening to this. If they want to understand a little bit more and get educated, um, you mentioned cash flow. Obviously, pharmacists are good at math but we're often terrible at finance because finance <laughs> math is different math. <laughs> and, um, you know, if they want to get some of that education and they want to start finding out who their, their best banking partner would be, what resources do you have or where can you direct them to reach out to you guys in order to get kind of that help and, and foundational information that they need? Yeah, they, you know, any anybody who's interested in information, whether or not we end up being able to take care of them and 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 do the deal, you know, and, and lend them the money or not, we want to be a resource for the industry. And so our number one goal is that we provide great resources for pharmacists interested in ownership and expansion. And so at the end of the day, that's that is our goal. Um, and we have a ton of great resources on our website. And so www.ffb1.com. Um, so that is first financial bank one, the number one.com. Um, has a ton of resources. We have a whole um, section dedicated to pharmacy lending specifically. And so go to that webpage and, and click on our pharmacy lending pages. We have loan calculators. Um, we have all sorts of um, recordings, podcasts, shows, I mean, webinars, everything that we have done. Um, we've got a great repository of information there that people can check out. We also have a great blog um, where we talk about topics and trends and just things that pharmacists will find very useful. Um, there's tools for writing a business plan. So just a wonderful resources there. Um, and then of you can always contact me, reach out and email me, um, sflowers at ffb1.com. Um, and we'll we'll share our um, contact information so everybody will have that as well. But I'd love to hear from anybody that's interested. And again, um, however we can be a resource and help encourage independent ownership, that's what we want to do. No, you guys do have an amazing website with lots of resources. So even if you're not thinking that you need money now, which sometimes is the best time to get money is when you don't need it, but start, you know, just start educating yourself. I think pharmacy owners in general, we need to, we need to brush up on our financial skills um, because they are different than just math skills. A lot of times people think, oh, money is math, but, but it's different. And I think it's important that pharmacy owners really understand that financial side so you can make better decisions to run your pharmacies more profitably. Well, thank you so much for sp spending some time with us, Shwanda. We'll put all your contact information in uh, the notes below. So if you're watching or listening to this, feel free to go back and refer to the show notes. We'll have all of Shwanda's information there and links to all of First Financial Bank's wonderful resources. So thank you so much. I know people will continue to see you at the various trade shows and things like that. And thank you for continuing to help um, independents and help them thrive. Um, that's certainly our mission as well. So greatly appreciate it. And thank you, Shwanda.
Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Four, hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Becoming a Pharmacy Badass is proud to be a part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network.